G'day guys, Luke McElroy for Mets Performance Consulting. Welcome back to another episode of the Physiology Secrets Podcast. Got Nick in again today. We're going to jump into another training session. Nick, I'll put it straight over to you to introduce the session and we'll break it down. Yeah, so we had a great session from uh, one of our athletes who's come in and seen us plenty of times before uh, in the lab to do some testing, asking about 30 on, 30 off uh, at VO2 max. So we're talking sets of 10 here um, or in and around sets of 10. So something that might look like uh, two sets of 10 by 30 on, 30 off. Uh, with a bit of a break in between. And how does that compare to the more, I guess, classic or traditional two to three, two to four minute length intervals at 95% of VO2 max that we've banged on about um, quite a bit in the podcast before. And you would have heard a lot of us uh, talk about previously. How do these compare? They're the same. When might we use them? That's really the, the point of the, the question today. So great session to send through. Look, you want to just kick us off with maybe a bit of the, the ins and outs of that 30 on 30 off session first and, and how it, is giving us that VO2 stimulus in the first place. Yeah, cool. So again, number one, what is the goal of the session? This is absolutely improving aerobic power. This is to improve your VO2 max. Whether you do the 30 on, 30 off, or you do the two to three minutes at 95%, you're just trying to improve your VO2 max. And the whole goal of this session is to accumulate time at VO2 max. So uh, depending on how many efforts you do and things like that, somewhere for an endurance athlete, seven to 10 minutes of time right on top of that red zone in that VO2 max zone. So these are trying to achieve the exact, exactly the same result, exactly the same stimulus, which is seven to 10 minutes of time at VO2 max. But there are some subtle differences. So number one, we have to make sure we get the training prescription right. So 30 on, 30 off at VO2 max. If you're going to do, question number one, 30 on obviously is hard. What intensity is that? The second question is, is the 30 off a passive recovery or an active recovery? And the same for the two to three minute intervals. So a couple of scenarios, um, 30, and these are backed by research. So these have been shown to, to accumulate time at VO2 max. You can do 30 seconds on at 100% VO2 max, whatever that velocity or power at VO2 max is with a 30 second active recovery at 65 to 70% VO2 max. So if you're, if you're at say 300 watts is your VO2 max number on the bike, you're doing 30 seconds at 300. Uh, let me quickly pull up my calculator. And then you're doing 30 seconds at 65% would be 195 or 70% would be 210. Okay, so 30 at 300, 30 at 195 to 210, back up to 300, 195 to 210. And you're repeating that. Look, you can do it 10 times. If you can't manage 10, you can break it down into sets of six. Again, it doesn't matter as long as you're getting that seven to 10 minutes of total time at VO2 max. You could do, look, if you want to do, you could do five sets of three. It's going to take a lot longer yeah. <laughs> or five sets of that, whatever it is. The, the more breaks you have, the harder it is to get that or the longer it's going to take to get that oxygen consumption, that heart rate back up to the zone. So you can do any combination of that. 10 is great if you can manage 10. If you can't manage 10 in a row, just do three sets of six. Um, but that's going to work. So 100% on and a 65 to 70% recovery is proven to work in terms of accumulating time at VO2 max. Another alternative of that session is 30 seconds at 120% VO2 max with a 30-second passive recovery, so doing nothing. So that what that would mean is, all right, the on time is, is I'm just going to add on 20% to 300. That would be a 360-watt effort. And then a 30-second passive recovery where you're doing like less than 50. You may be just very, very lightly ticking the legs over. Same thing, 10 efforts fine or, or three sets of six, whatever you want to do, okay? Going over to the two to three-minute efforts, well, you can't hold 120% for two minutes or three minutes. Not, not physiologically yeah. possible, all right? So that's why we can afford to reduce the intensity. Two minutes, you're looking at like 97.5%. Three minutes, you're looking at 95%, okay? You can go a little bit higher if you, if you, if you can. Um, but again, the whole goal is, that, all right, well, 
we don't need to do 120%. Like you have to do 120% to get your oxygen consumption up in the first place, right? If you're going to have a 30 second passive recovery, but yeah, we've got two or three minutes to get the oxygen consumption up now. So we can afford to go 92 and a half, 93%, sorry, 95% somewhere there um, to get that time at VO2 max. So, and then again, you go into a whole other story of do we do active or passive recovery? Well, if you do a passive recovery, three minutes at 95%, you can have a passive recovery. But if you do three minutes at, at 92.5%, you're going to have to do an active recovery or, or half the recovery, one and a half minutes passive. But again, the whole goal, I know I'm talking a lot of words here, the whole goal here is to find a work to rest ratio with an appropriate work intensity and resting intensity to accumulate seven to 10 minutes of time at VO2 max. There is no right or wrong answer with should we do 30 on 30 off or should we do two to three minute intervals because they're trying to do the same thing so then the, the real question is what is more specific to you do you have anything to add on about the feeling i've just sort of taken over yeah. there. anything to add from a physiological perspective before we then i think most of this discussion is going to be linked to specificity yeah largely i think the only thing that the only thing to sort of maybe add on and i've just pulled up some some notes here looking at I guess, why, is, why can this be effective? And the, the key thing that I'm looking at here from a bit of a research study is that if you go out and do that sort of continuous effort, you try to go as long as you can at 100% of your VO2 max effectively. So three, like let's say 300 watts, you go as long as you can. I'm just looking at a graph here where in this study, we're, we're talking about eight, eight minutes is, is how long they've lasted. Um, you, you go and do these 30 on 30 offs as a comparison, we're able to accumulate significantly greater amount of time we're talking like 24 minutes across the session up closer to VO2 max as, a, as opposed to eight. So that's where a session like this, this 30 on 30 off, these more short-based intervals um, uh, can be really effective because we're able to accumulate so much more time because we're just breaking down that actual hard work a bit, but not at the sacrifice of our oxygen consumption dropping. So um, I guess that's where it's a, a good little change-up uh, stimulus as well from our, our two to fours. But I think you're, you're right in terms of the next part to talk about will be that that specificity um and i guess from my opinion first and foremost it's like i typically look at well what what type of event are you training and preparing for and are shorter efforts or longer efforts more specific to that type of event pretty rare in in my sort of programming thought process to for me to give say 30 on 30 offs to someone who might be going and doing a an iron man for example because how specific is doing that really maximal power for long periods of time? Probably not as much. Maybe we might put it in there as a bit of variety, um, but typically I'll go maybe the the three and four minute length efforts, targeting more that longer, long sustained effort. I know that four minutes isn't necessarily long for a lot of people, but at VO two max it is starting to starting to push a limit. Um, but on the flip side, if I've got a maybe a criterium cyclist, a bit more intermittent, maybe starting to head towards a bit more of a team sport athlete. Um, that top end of the spectrum where those short, sharp bursts are a little bit more used in the actual competition component or the event or the, the actual game, that's where I'm more inclined to go, yeah, 30, 30 second on, 30 second off, or maybe even shorter is, is a lot more applicable. Um, it, it's just looking at what are the needs and demands of the event or the, the, the competition circumstance that we're looking for, the performance we're trying to achieve, and then going, okay, what aligns best with, with that? And what's going to be our best outcome, ultimately, if you're trying to go short and sharp, well, practicing short and sharp is going to be a little bit more useful. Yeah, I don't really have anything to add to that, mate. I think that's, that's you hit the nail on the head. Uh, they're both trying to achieve the exact same stimulus. You could do one or the other as a just for the sake of variety, so you're not just doing the same thing over and over. But 
at the end of the day, if you're a more steady state athlete, you know, triathlete, uh, you know, um, road cyclist, marathon runner, etc., you're going to do the longer intervals because they're much more specific. But if you're more of a start-stop athlete, such as a crit racer or a team sport athlete or something like that, uh, then you're going to, or a track cyclist even, there's a big aerobic component there, then you'll be looking at the shorter efforts because that's more specific. Still achieving the same thing, just a, a, a more specific stimulus. So um, I think that's all we have to say on the topic, mate. They're both very, very good sessions. They tick the box. They're both, as long as you get the working intensity right and the resting intensity right, if you get them wrong, game over. It's not, yeah, not, not going to yeah. be good. If you did 30 seconds at 110% VO2 max instead of 120 and a passive recovery, you won't get any time at VO2 max. So you do have to get those intensities right. That's where if, if anybody needs some advice or some guidance, just reach out to us. We're happy to help. But you do need to get those intensities correct. Um, it's, it's a lot easier to get the longer efforts correct because if, if in doubt, go as hard as you can, have a rest, go again. But if you're doing 30 on, 30 off, you need to be a bit more careful with your prescription. You want to make sure you're not like, I mean, if you go too hard, you blow up. You don't go hard enough. You're not going to get time at VO2 max because it's only a 30-second effort. So I'll leave it there. Um, anything to add, mate? All good? No, I think that's it. Cool. We'll leave it there. Um, keep sending through your training sessions to nick at metsperformance.com or via our Instagram page, met at metsperformance, uh, and we'll get through a few more. All right, I'll speak to you on the next one. Hey, podcast. Nick from Mets here. Hopefully you enjoyed another great episode of the Physiology Secrets podcast. If you want to keep up to date with any future episodes we produce, other content we create here, or just anything that's happening in the lab here in general, be sure to click the link below. Sign up to our weekly updates. We're going to receive some absolute gold in terms of what's happening in the lab, what are we seeing and observing, and also some of our old content as well that you might have missed to further understand the science behind endurance performance. So if you are interested, make sure you do click the link below, sign up for those weekly updates, and head over to our social media as well. Follow us along at Instagram, at Mets Performance. Head over to Facebook. We have a great YouTube channel as well. Be sure to check out all of our great content that is already up there, but also some of the great stuff that is coming soon. Thanks again. Be sure to share the podcast. Hopefully you enjoyed another episode and we'll see you in the next one.